All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses the safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 75 of this freezing cold podcast, and it is the final episode of 2021. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you believe it? 2021 is almost near its end, and we've actually done 75 of these things. Now, technically, it's 76 if you count episode zero, which honestly is just like my introduction to this whole podcasting stick. But anyway, you know, 75 episodes, well, 76, if you even want to count episode zero, but 75 episodes nonetheless. You know, it's been a crazy year, uh, 2021. Yes, it is. And, um, you know, it's been, it's really, really been like, you know, a crazy journey being, uh, here just shooting the shit, just ranting, discussing all those kinds of things. Just simply talking to all of you about wrestling and sports in in this past year, in this first year, yes, my rookie year (laughs) of doing this podcast. And honestly, it's a fun time. It really is a fun time. Just chilling back relaxing and just talking all my bullshit about my my view on pro wrestling and sports and you know heading into year two i'm looking forward to more of it so anyway um i'm looking forward to more of it in 2022 and for now we got some things to talk about because we're here to talk about week 15 oh no not week 15 oh man see that's how um how much i'm ready for 2022 already because we actually got week 16 of the 2021 NFL season. We got a bunch of games that were happening that, mind you, not delayed this time around. There were no games that got moved around, like on a Tuesday or another doubleheader on Monday night. No, we actually got um, all the games without no interruption. Week 16, and we got all the games, all the winners and losers, my players of the week, and we're going to be checking in on the playoff picture as we head into the final week of the regular season yes week 17 yes it is finally here boys of the biggest regular season ever pow oh yes it is uh before we get into any of that stuff we're gonna be talking about here today i want to make sure to remind all of you that you can listen to and follow everything in relation to very cold lasagna whether it's on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify anchor fam and google Podcasts, and follow the show on twitter and instagram at very cold lasagna make sure to keep the fridge very cold and all those good things heading into the year 2022 so let's get this show on the roll shall we because there's a lot to talk about as we head into the final week of the regular season yes week 16 let's talk about that first you know unlike week 15 where it just brought out honestly the worst week in the nfl with a lot of not really so quality games you know we had a lot of players on the COVID reserve list and then there's just a bunch of backlash in regards to you know the overall handling of the the COVID the COVID list and the COVID protocols in the NFL and I mean it, obviously it wasn't just the NFL it was obviously the NBA the NHL was kind of having this backlash too and it was just kind of a bad time it was just kind of a bad time for the NFL during this week so it, it was just not a good week for the NFL during that 15th week now fortunately for week 16 it wasn't as bad still there were some players um, out on the COVID reserve list but 
unlike week 15 there were no delays no postponements nothing like that i mean there was a threatening of a postponement for at least one game but even though covid mania continues to run wild and yes i get it <clears throat> health over everything first health and safety over everything um it's just you know always unfortunate that these things tend to happen so fortunately for week 16 there were no delays, uh, no postponements, nothing like that. Everything went on as scheduled, even though, yeah, it does kind of suck that you have to play under these conditions. So, that in mind, we had some playoff glitching uh, scenarios that were that went on dur um, during the week uh, for Week 16 in the AFC. The Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, after their big win over the LA Chargers in Week 15, you know, they had a chance to wrap up the AFC West <laughs> with with just a week away um, in the final week. You know, they had a chance to clinch up the AFC West if they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, the Chargers. Somehow in Houston, clippered up against the Texans. And, you know, it was also a big game for the New England Patriots at home against the Bills. If they won that game, they get the head-to-head -head -head tiebreaker. And, um, and in the next couple weeks, they could become the AFC East champions again. And for the Tennessee Titans... All they had to do was beat the 49ers on Thursday, which, well, they did. You already heard about it on uh, my Christmas Day special episode of this podcast. And they had to wait for the Colts to lose on Christmas night to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, on the NFC side of things, uh, it's pretty much for the Cowboys. You win against Washington on Sunday night, and the NFC East is yours. For the Bucks, same thing. Beat the Panthers, and the NFC South is yours. The Cardinals and the Rams, all they had to do was clinch their playoff spots this week. All they had to do was win over the Colts and the Vikings, or for the Cardinals in this case, the Rams, to beat the Vikings. And a playoff spot would be for the Cardinals. Now, for elimination purposes, because who wants to not get eliminated, but they get eliminated anyway. The Bears, the Lions, the Jets, the Texans, and the Jaguars, they've already been eliminated. But who's going to do join them this week well there's a possibility that the panzers the seahawks and the new york giants were pretty much facing elimination this week if they had lost their games and the falcons were getting close to that territory too if they lost their game and the eagles and the, the vikings also won their games now the browns on the afc side and the, the broncos were also nearing elimination too um if they lost their games and a bunch of other teams won so, a lot of things are running wild as we head into the second to last week of this uh, NFL season. Yes, the biggest season ever, pal. So, we kicked things off on Thursday night um, with, in Nashville, Tennessee on the NFL Network. Yes, it was not on Fox anymore. So, the Tennessee Titans beat the San Francisco 49ers coming back down from, uh, I think it was like 10-0 um, in the second half because thanks to Jimmy Garbage Fail, um, he kicked off the weekend of Christmas, giving away two turnovers that would help Ryan Tannehill and the Titans beat San Fran in a pretty, pretty weird game. Yes. <laughs> and they would get one step closer to clinching the AFC South. Then we got some Christmas Day action on all around the league. The Green Bay Packers held on to beat the Cleveland Browns 24-22. to um, It was the Nick Chubb show <laughs> uh, as the, the Browns were trying to make their comeback. But... Baker midfield man he ruined this game for the Browns four interceptions yes that is peak skid mark football and Aaron Rodgers three touchdowns to Devontae Adams 
it was pretty much all the Packers needed to get a win on Christmas and put some some coal in the brown stocking. Then on the the other Christmas game game on the nightcap, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Arizona Cardinals twenty two to sixteen. Um, Jonathan Taylor was actually relatively quiet. Yes, a hundred yards, but no touchdown. It's still a relatively quiet game for JT. But still, Carson Wentz and that Colts defense produced. And, you know, there's got to be a lot of worry for um, that Cardinals team. And if, even if they got a playoff spot, man, it, it's not looking bright. They're, they're looking like a first-round exit um, at this point in the game. Then we get to the Sunday slate of games. <clears throat> Excuse me. We first get to the early morning slate. The Philadelphia Eagles manhandled the New York Giants. Uh, Typically, 34 to 10. You know, Jake from State Farm started this game, and it just, it pretty much just went as well as they expected. You know, it started off slow. You know, they did much as they could, but the Eagles went on a second half explosion, um, and they took Mike Glenn into Suplex City um, so much that the Eagles pounced on him too. So the Eagles take care of business, 34 to 10, as they inch closer to their own playoff spot. The LA Rams beat the Minnesota Vikings 30 to 23 in a pretty important game for both teams. Um, and this was also a game where Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford were trying to outduel each other in how many interceptions they can make. And Matt Stafford clearly wanted that department, but the Vikings couldn't take advantage because they apparently forgot how to play offense. So in doing so, in the Rams beating the Vikings, um, well, the Rams clinched their playoff spot, but they also helped the Cardinals clinch their own playoff spot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Vikings' dream season is almost coming to an end. Meanwhile, in Foxborough, the Buffalo Bills get a huge win over the New England Patriots. They get their revenge um, from a couple weeks ago in that windy game in Buffalo. You know, the Patriots had every every chance to get back in this game. You know, the, the Josh Allen and the Bills were dominating the Patriots on in this one, but... You know, the Patriots trying to get back in this game with Damian Harris, the running back. But the Bills had pretty much every answer for them. Um, not just on offense, but a relentless defense going after Mac Jones. So this was an impressive win by the, the Bills in this game, 33-21, to as they now control their destiny with the AFC East with two games left. The Tampa Bay Bucks destroy the Carolina Panthers 32-6. to um, you know, there were a lot of questions about the Bucks without its top guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette, but it didn't matter to, to Tom Brady because he got Antonio Brown and uh, that backfield of Ronald Jones and some guy named Keyshawn Vaughn as they decimated not just Cam Newton, but also Sam Darnold and that Carolina defense. Oh, man. I don't know if Matt Rule is going to survive the season um, after this, after these last two games. Uh, the New York Jets beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Who Wants to Give Up the Number One Overall Pick game, twenty-six to twenty-one. <clears throat> you know, this is actually an okay game by the first two picks back in April, but sadly, um, there are just too many what ifs, too many things to um, not care about <laughs> in this game. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons beat the Detroit Lions twenty to sixteen. You know, Tim Boyle nearly got. Um, Detroit back in this game. He didn't do bad, um, but you know he didn't do enough. And you know he made a costly interception on the last play of the game um, that ruined any hope for the Lions. Game the third win of the game. Uh, the Houston Texans in probably the the upset of the week 
beat the LA Chargers. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. We're not doing that this week. LA Chargers. Clip her up. Ha. Huh. They get their Dino Morph. They get their Charger Morphers. And they switch it to the LA Clippers logo. And they morph into the Clippers. Oh. The Chargers clippered up in Houston. Yes, they did. Because Davis Mills and the entire Texans were made into gods. Ugh. In Houston. Shaking and rattling. Justin Herbert. And yes, in fairness, the Chargers were COVID depleted. They didn't have guys like Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, and those guys for for this game. But still, you lose to the Texans. <laughs> you lose to Davis Mills. COVID or not, this is a really bad loss by the Clippers. Like, there's no denying that the Chargers are the Clippers. Justin Herbert is the Paul George. Like, Austin Eckler, or Justin Jackson, I guess, is whatever's left of the Clippers, okay? There's no denying, there's no debating at this point that the Chargers and the Clippers, the, these two LA teams that nobody gives a shit about, are the same. They're the same. So might as well just call them the one same name that everyone knows these two back-end teams for. The Clippers. They are the Clippers. So in a big AFC North matchup, the Cincinnati Bengals manhandle the pretty much decimated Baltimore Ravens 41-21. to Now I get it. Josh Johnson was starting because, well, no Lamar Jackson. He's injured. Tyler Huntley went on the COVID list. And yeah, they need a quarterback. So you get this dude, this veteran named Josh Johnson. And um, yeah, he did not do, he did okay. I'm not saying he didn't do well, but he didn't do enough. I mean, obviously, he's been a journeyman for, well, reasons. And, well, everyone besides Mark Andrews did, well, not good. And the Bengals decided to eat some Ravens flock for brunch on Sunday because Joe Burrow and this entire offense feasted on a Ravens secondary. It's just, it's just been held onto by Elmer's glue at this point. So the Bengals get a big win on Sunday, and well, they're in the driver's seat um, to seal this AFC North for good. Um, it's just going to come um, with a tall task next week, though. We'll get into that later. So in the afternoon games, uh, we start with the Chicago Bears beating the Seattle Seahawks 25 to 24, and um, uh, man, you know, <laughs> I, I I guess Bears football did a nice thing for um, the 49ers and their fan base here because Bears football eliminated the Peahawks from from playoff eliminate from playoff contention. Yes, the Peahawks gone forever. And not only that, the the Bears football dug dug the Peahawks grave into the NFC West basement at least for this season. And perhaps perhaps maybe even the they dug the grave of the Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll era in Seattle. So Bears football actually doing some things. And it came in the hands of sick fails. Yes, not Justin Fields, not Andy Dawn, Nick Fails, F-A-I-L-S. And this mediocre Bears offense. They actually managed to make a comeback and successfully win the game on a two-point conversion. That is peak Bears football. Guaranteed. Yes, it is. So then in Kansas City, 
the Chiefs destroyed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, there were a lot of blowout games in this uh, week. The Chiefs destroyed the Pittsburgh Steelers 36-10, but this one was actually justified. Um, you know, in their last home game of the season, the Chiefs, they put on another clinic on a very mediocre Steelers team that, well, their offense is a fraud, and their defense, well, it's it's good, but, well, once you put them up against a pretty, pretty good offense, well, it shows pretty much how this overall team is as a total fraud. Then in the Sin City, the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Denver Broncos in, well, the someone has to win game to keep their playoff hopes alive game. Um, they beat the Denver Broncos 17-13. And, uh, well, Drew Locke's shittiness was pretty much on full display as they made the Raiders' defensive front look like gods. And the Raiders, well, they just did enough to put Denver away. Then the Sunday night game, and, you know, these, these games like this really make me question why the fuck the NFL decides to put these on Sunday night football and, like, it's one of its marquee games. Like, why do we continue to get crappy foot primetime games like why so what what i mean by this is that the dallas cowboys decimated just like pretty much i guess this is the theme of the week blowout decimation games and week 16 they beat the washington football team 56 to 14 and i get it any given sunday but holy hell <laughs> the nfl has really has to stop putting predictably terrible primetime games because oh dallas is the biggest media market in in the world we, everyone loves the cowboys everyone loves to suck the cowboys and jerry jones's dick oh yeah we love that cowboy dick this, this is just yet another example of well the cowboys pretty much murdering uh its division rival because well the rest of the nfc is sucked ass and this is pretty much another example of well roger goodell and pretty much the entire uh sports media world and everyone all these network executives loving to suck on that cowboy dick that's why they're on sunday night football and pretty much all these like nationally televised games that people question oh why does the ratings go down <laughs> why does the ratings go down during these games it's because they end up in blowouts they end up in blowouts when when one team actually sucks and the, the this one good team is putting on a click like what more can you do what more can you do so then in the monday night game uh the miami dolphins beat the new orleans saints 20 to 3 um i mean it's a COVID depleted Saints team that started uh, some guy named Ian Brooke. And yeah, he looked absolutely terrible in this one. And <laughs> the Saints, the Saints didn't, couldn't really move the ball at all in this one against a really good uh, Dolphins defense. This team, this Dolphins team, this, they've really turned it around. And um, yeah, Tua and the Dolphins, they took full advantage of this just very depleted Saints team on Monday night. They took care of business, as they should. So the Dolphins uh, close out the week uh, with the win over the Saints 20-3. So that was the week that was, week 16. Yeah, there were a lot of blowout games in this one. It was pretty much blowout city <laughs> in, the, in this one. I mean, some of it was justified and others just uh, like the Cowboys game. Uh, make me question is like why are we even getting this game in prime time like just why so what are you guys thoughts on week 16 let me know um, as we get into the winners and losers uh, let me start with the winners the Cincinnati Bengals man you know 
I think they made their uh their their second big statement. I mean, it's not their biggest statement, but it, it was like their second big statement of the season with a total thrashing of its division rival in the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, yeah, they were trying on a guy in Josh Johnson, like that's a journeyman. And a couple weeks ago, um, they pretty much throttled the Pittsburgh Steelers and washed ass Big Ben Roethlisberger. And here in this game, the Bengals did what a lot of teams fail to do in situations like this, where a team is totally fucked up in the ass with all these injuries um, and, you know, COVID. And they took total advantage of it. You know, they accelerated and never let go of the gas pedal. And the offense looked really great, you know, especially the offensive line. They allowed Joe Burrow um, a lot of time to throw in this game and they kept him upright <laughs> he he was like never pressured um out of his comfort zone in this one and you know this defense um it, it just kept covering everybody from bateman to marquise brown obviously mark andrews like you can't really do much about him but um everyone else it it, it was just nowhere for josh johnson to find now it's going to be a tough test for um, the Bengals next week against the Chiefs but this is a win that the Bengals needed to have and um, I, I don't realistically think that they can clinch the division next week um, because the Chiefs are a very tall order for them but anything's possible anything is possible for the Bengals and you know if their hearts and minds are into it who knows who knows and we'll see what happens uh, the Buffalo Bills you know they were heading to this game um, with, with some sort of vengeance in mind. And, uh, you know, they were also heading into this game like, you know, they were having like a little bit of mixed momentum. You know, heading into December, they lost uh, two two straight games. And um, that Carolina game, obviously, you know, you were playing a pretty bad Panthers team. And uh, you didn't really have much of momentum going in. I mean, same thing with New England. They were coming off their bite um, with a pretty disappointing loss to the Colts. But... Man, for the Bills to get this kind of win in Week 16, they got really good um, in this one. They dominated the Patriots on the road in in Foxborough so bad that um, yeah, fans actually started to leave um, before the end of the fourth before the end of the game. And now they have it uh, the edge on the Patriots in this division race after getting such an important win. And you know, this is actually important for the Bills um, to quench the AC East because now your schedule gets much easier. Now they can't take that for granted um, like they did with the Jaguars and other teams, but you know, they have to take care of their business because um, coming up next is the Falcons and the Jets. Yes, those are your last, those are their last two remaining teams. Whereas the Patriots, yes, they play the Jaguars at home um, this coming week, but um, their last game is against the Dolphins. Yes, is a, that is their last game uh, against a Dolphins team that is still actually trying to vie for a playoff slot after winning what is it seven straight games now. So you know these these Bills can't treat these next uh, these last two games as gimmies. Um, so you know just like with the Bengals, this was a statement game that you know they need to make, and they certainly did. Uh, speaking of the Miami Dolphins, let's talk about them because they landed in my winners category this week. You know, they went from one and seven. You know, they've <laughs> everyone was pretty much thinking, oh, they're thinking of the draft already. Um, there's no way they're going to make uh, playoff consideration. And then 
all of a sudden they start winning and they're now they're eight and seven and you know i'm still one of those guys that kind of think that they're probably not going to make a playoff run because you know they still got two tough opponents left in tennessee and new england but the fact that they got this crazy turnaround um in the first place is pretty commendable um yeah and the defense you know it's played pretty well <laughs> for the most part you know they're first in in pretty much every category since uh their winning streak started and Tua took a viola um you know he's played some pretty pretty decent football and pretty um turnover free football um and he stayed relatively healthy ever since um the halfway point of the season you know he's you, you know he hasn't been like oh like off the field in 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 favor of uh was it jacoby Brissett, and you know he stayed pretty healthy for the most part and you know rookie receiver jalen waddle is emerging as a one of the top receivers in the nfl and he's emerging as uh tua's top target along with mike Kosicki. so you know this is gonna be a tough task for uh, the dolphins this coming week and um the last the last game in the regular season but you know to be at this point is honestly uh get yeah give him credit where it's due um speaking of the lose and you know speaking of giving credit where it's due let's not do that to the washington football team because they are one of the losers of this week man what was that what was that you know what that display of <laughs> football from washington is one of the reasons why they shouldn't have been on on prime time for any point of the season like i get it the short turnaround from tuesday because of their COVID outbreak but man what was that you know taylor heineke played like a deer in the headlights like he was like had nowhere to throw it against a very good dallas defense his offensive line did him no favors either but man you gotta get rid of that football dude and you know the only fight that this this washington team showed was well themselves they fought with each other on the sidelines yikes and you know this team you know with all the hope that they had as a wild card team and hell i even thought that they could surpass dallas um in the nfc east yes i'm that crazy but man here we are again thinking of them as one big massive disappointment uh the seattle seahawks why did they lose this week even though they're well dead in the basement well that's because i get to say so <laughs> that's because i get to say so the nfc west would, and would like to thank bears football for getting the peahawks dead in the grave eliminating them from playoff contention again and getting them one step closer to ousting russell wilson and Pete carroll out of seattle again it's not it's not officially official but it, it's bound to happen inevitably so man this was actually a pretty embarrassing loss by seattle yet another one you know first you get shut out first you get blown out and then this happens um during the season you get you, you allow the bears to not only make a comeback and win on your home field that's snowing as hell um but you you let that happen not with justin fields not with andy dalton but with nick Foles. nick fails f-a-i-l-s you you let that happen with big dick nick damn 
that is the epitome of Seahawks embarrassment right there. And then the Arizona Cardinals, you know, I mean, can we be really surprised that they're choking this late in the season? Like, look at last season. You know, they were at a point where they were, what, seven and... I, I forgot. I think it was like seven and something. And before they went two and five... No, no, five and something. And then we went two and five to end up eight and eight and out of the playoff picture. But here they are again. You know, they they started off eight and zero, oh, and then, well, it's like, even though they clinched the playoff spot they're still choking they're still back to their typical choking ways um you know the offense looks pretty flat the defense is giving up a ton of big plays unlike the first half of the season oh and then there's one more thing that i saw on this um saturday night primetime uh, game on nfl network cliff kingsbury on um the cardinals last possession of of the game um before they tried to go for an onside kick. Cliff Kinsbury on third down burned so much time and instead of trying to go for a touchdown, he decided to kick a field goal. A field goal with so much time left. <laughs> Holy crap. That is some form of stupidity. That is so terrible. <laughs> Man. I, I, I've never seen that before. I've really never seen that before. So they can enjoy their playoff spot. But man, they're looking like a first round exit. Like very bad. And then the LA Clippers. Yes, the LA Clippers. How? how like how of all teams. Oh, oh wait, wait. Never mind. Like, do, do, why do I even ask that question? It's the, it's the Clippers. They, they always find a way. They always find a way, no matter the circumstances, to to clip her up, to charge her up, whatever the case may be, to talk it up. I mean, I guess you could say the only positive thing uh, coming out of this game was uh, Austin Eckler's backup, Justin Jackson. Um, he played a pretty good game, you know, but again, he couldn't do everything because Justin Herbert um, played really bad. He played really bad in this one, and it didn't help that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were terrible in this game. Um, and that defense, that defense made Davis Mills look like the second coming of Dan Marino. <laughs> this was just an overall, uh, overall bad, bad game by the Clippers. They really, the Chargers really clipped it up with, with big, big. Big lightning bolts with clippering, At, and they did at such a bad time because you know if they don't beat Denver, if they don't beat the Raiders, they're gonna miss the playoffs, and it's gonna be their own damn fault. It's gonna be their own damn fault. Now my players of the week, um, it's a little smaller this week. The list is pretty small, but that's because you know I combined um, at least one. Uh, one one group of players into well one category um, and that's because well the Bengals quartet of Joe Burrow Joe Mixon Jamar Chase and T Higgins they all won um, like the player of the week award pretty much the entirety of the Bengals offense let's just say that you know they pretty much put all the spotlight on themselves and pretty much destroyed the Ravens in in their win to pretty much like get a big big uh, head-to-head victory um, and put them one step closer 
to the AFC North uh, division. And the Dallas Cowboys defense, you know, they pretty much um, limited the Washington offense and to doing nothing all game long. And, you know, they had their fun too. DeMarcus Lawrence gets a pick six on uh, Taylor Heineke. And the special teams too, you know, they get a blocked uh, punt. And of all people, the running back, Corey uh, Clement, he blocks the punt. And then I think some other guy um, collects it in the end zone untouched for a touchdown. Like, damn. <laughs> the defense really went to work, even after the backup started coming in. So those are my players of the week. I know, very small list. But, um, yeah, those are the ones that really stood out to me. So, as we head into week 17, the final week of the regular season, let's check in on the playoff picture. And in the AFC side of things, you know, um, the Chiefs clinched the AFC West um, after handling the Steelers at home and the Chargers clippering up in Houston. And now their focus is on getting that top seed. Um, but they're going to need some help from Tennessee to do that. Um, the Titans, unfortunately, um, couldn't clinch the AFC South because um, even though they beat the 49ers on Thursday, um, the Colts continue to win um, their games. Um, but uh, the Titans win on on Thursday night, you know, you know, it helps things. It really helps things for for them because all they need now is just one win. And they also move to the two seed. Uh, the Bengals took sole possession of first place in the AFC North and will now have to win at least one game to keep the rest of the division back. And with just one win, the division is theirs. Uh, the Bills, um, they beat the Patriots this week, and um, all they have to do is win the, their next two games to clinch the division. Uh, the Colts, you know, they continue to get closer in their playoff chase, um, but I guess the AFC South is likely out of their reach at this point. Uh, the Patriots, you know, it was it was a bad loss for them this week against the Bills, and uh, as a result of that loss, they went all the way down to the sixth seed. Um, you know, they already lost um, to the Colts in the head-to-head -head game, and um, the Bills, well, they split the season series, but the Bills have the edge in the division because they only lost one game, and that was against the Patriots in, in the AFC East. Uh, the Dolphins, um, thanks to their seven-game winning streak, they have entered the fray in this division race uh not the division race the, the playoff race <laughs> they, they, they they're insane they are the seventh seed um if the playoff starts a game uh playoff start today and um they can not only think that seven game winning streak but the the clippers charging up uh, speaking of the clippers you know the clippers the ravens and the raiders are on the outside looking in power of the ravens you know they're getting one step closer um, towards not making that, the playoffs at all, you know, because the way the Ravens are, are right now, yikes. I, I don't know if they're going to be there. On the NFC side of things, you know, the Packers, um, their, their victory over the Browns, I mean, they already clinched the division, so all, all that matters at this point is getting that top seed. Uh, the Cowboys clinched the NFC East early before their Sunday night game um, thanks to the Las Vegas Raiders beating the Denver Broncos because they have this thing called the strength of victory, whatever the fuck that statistic means, but they can thank the Las Vegas Raiders for helping them clinch the NFC East early before their game against Washington. Um, the Rams, you know, they took the lead in the NFC West thanks to beating the Vikings and Arizona losing to the Colts a day earlier. Um, the Bucks clinched the NFC South um, but um, at this point, they're just looking for higher seeding because I don't know if they're going to try to get that top seed. And uh, the Cardinals, sure, 
they got some help from the Vikings by losing as they clinched their playoff spot. But, you know, at this point, they're continuing to free fall and choking. And for those last two playoff spots, oh, man, it's going to be a hog wild race. The 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Saints, and the Vikings are vying for those last two spots. But I think my 49ers are in the most trouble right now because uh, Jimmy Garoppolo um, is looking in, in doubt with a thumb injury. Um, he, it seems like he's trying to, he's, he's wanting to play through it. You know, Shanahan seems like he's, he's, he's like, nah, like uh, we want you healthy. My guy, Here, we're going to try to put in Dre Lance, but the Niners nonetheless are looking like the most in trouble with Jimmy Garoppolo in doubt with that thumb injury. So that is your playoff picture check-in as we head into week 17. Who's going to make this uh, postseason with the last week? Um, it's do or die time. <laughs> I don't know. Let me know how you feel. Well, with two weeks left in the regular season, the playoff picture is getting much clearer and thinner. Four teams have clinched their divisions, and nearly half of the playoff field is all filled up. You know, congratulations to the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the LA Rams, the, LA, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Kansas City Chiefs. But only half of your work is done because mo- all those teams are fighting for seeding at this point. Last week, consisted of Blowout City for pretty much half of the games and Upset Valley. This week, it's probably going to be no different as, you know, as much of the things I said just earlier is going to happen. Desperation, uh, blowouts, upsets, close games, playoff lives on the line this week. And, you know, there are a lot of playoff teams still alive. There are teams with playoff hopes trying to get in, whether it's like realistic or very stupid. You know, there's always going to be that one game that has at least one team that's well out of the playoff picture trying to play spoiler. So there's going to be that one team that tries to avoid that one spoiler team, that one trap game in these last two games. So welcome to week 17, the last week of the regular season. Part uno. Part uno. Yes, it is. So anyway, um, we got some playoff clutching scenarios, as always, um, in this last week of the regular season. Part uno. So... Things get a little more um, intense in this one. In the AFC side of things, for the Indianapolis Colts, it is simple. You win your game and you're in. You're playing the Las Vegas Raiders, and all you have to do is beat them and you're in. But it gets a little tricky because uh, you may not have Carson Wentz in this one. Um, and I'll explain when we do the picks. But for now, as we're talking playoff uh, clinching scenarios, you know, the Colts, they could still be in play for the AFC South. But uh, if the Tennessee Titans beat the, the Dolphins this week, well, all hope of that dies. All hope of that dies. So the Colts are going to be huge, huge, huge Dolphins and Texans fans for the next two weeks. So speaking of the Titans, um, yeah, all they have to do this week is uh, beat the Dolphins. And the AFC South is all but theirs. The Bills... You know, they can't clinch the AFC East quite yet, but, you know, all they have to do, take care of business against the Falcons and, um, you know, take care of business against the Jets and, well, the AFC East is yours. But for now, this week, they can clinch at least their playoff spot 
if they beat the Falcons and you know the beat up Ravens lose to the Rams and their playoff spot is theirs the Pats can get their own playoff spot um, with the win against the Jaguars and the Dolphins lose to the Titans so these playoff spots are coming uh, at a rapid pace this week the Bengals you know like I mentioned earlier um, you can wrap up the AFC North if they manage an upset over the Kansas City Chiefs it's gonna be tough but it's there the Chiefs, they can get the top seed in the AFC if they beat the, the the Bengals and the Titans. They fall in an upset to the Dolphins. I mean, any given Sunday, but you never know. On the NFC side of things, you know, the Green Bay Packers, they can clinch their own top seed in the NFC if they beat the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. And the Dallas Cowboys get upset by the Arizona Cardinals early in, in the day. The Arizona Cardinals, you know, they've fallen right into Rams' hands. Because, you know, if LA beats the Ra- the Ravens and then later on the cards fall into the Cowboys uh, trap, the NFC West is all LA's. The Philadelphia Eagles, this week, um, you know, all, all the trials and tribulations that they went through early in the season th- and all the hard work that they went through this half of the season, it can be rewarded. If they beat Washington and then they see the Minnesota Vikings lose on Sunday night and then they also see either the Saints and the Falcons lose or they also see the 49ers beat the Houston Texans Um, so a combination of either one of those things it gets a little dicey for the Philadelphia Eagles but I think either one of those things could possibly happen now for my 49ers (laughs) yes the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo or with Trey Lance can sadly make their backdoor entrance into the playoffs and towards their way to an MVP. Yes, Nickelodeon's Most Valuable Player Award. And they can make that official if they beat the Houston Texans and the Saints somehow lose to the Carolina Panthers. Yes. That backdoor entrance could all be official this week. So anyway, elimination. Who doesn't love to see a team have their playoff hopes die at the hands of another team? Just ask the Peahawks. Just ask the Seattle Peahawks last week. So by now, the Peahawks have already joined the Jaguars, the Lions, the Texans, the Giants, the Jets, and the Bears, and the Panthers um, on the deathbed of playoff hopes. So who gets to join them this week? Well, um, if Washington and Atlanta lose their games, it's lose and you're gone for them. Meanwhile, the Vikings are donezo if they lose also and the Eagles beat Washington and the Saints also lose. Um, and it's going to be interesting for them. So, you know, if the Saints also lose their game somehow to the Panthers and the Niners and the Eagles win, well, the Saints are also donezo. So those are your playoff coaching scenarios for the week. And it's going to be a lot of these things, in my opinion, can possibly happen but then again any given sunday any given sunday so that being said let's get into my picks for this uh coming week week 17 the last week of the regular season part one part one so we get into the sunday slayer games no thursday night football oh man that sucks that that's a bummer so let's get into the Sunday Slater games, starting with the early morning action. The Philadelphia Eagles at 8-7 take on the Washington football team, 6-9. You know, coming off the heels of an embarrassing uh, Sunday night game where the, the Washington football team was trounced by, what was it, 42 points? Man, 
I mean, it won't get any better, to be honest with you. Taylor Heineke has completely regressed, and um, there's ever since Chase Young uh, was injured, I mean, sure, the, the Washington defense has looked good at times, but that was against terrible teams. You were playing Dallas. You were playing Dallas, a really good team. And, um, yeah, Philadelphia has gotten much better in the weeks gone by. And, yes, the searching Philadelphia squad will eliminate the football team from contention for good. Uh, the LA Rams take on the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, well, Lamar Jackson is trending towards playing as of right now. Um, don't quote me on that. But I don't, even if he does play, whether or not he does play, whether it's Tyler Huntley or Josh Johnson or Lamar Jackson, I think Jackson alone won't be able to overcome the many injuries on defense that the Rams offense is going to completely exploit. Like, my God. This Rams team is probably going to um, head towards another massacre on the Ravens. The Tampa Bay Bucks take on the New York Jets. And what else do I really need to say? It's Tom Brady against the Jets. This It's just a different uniform. I mean, what more do I need to say? It's Tampa Bay's game. The Miami Dolphins take on the Tennessee Titans in a an important game for both teams. You know, it's a tough test awaiting for for both of these teams. You know, both of their defenses are are pretty strong. Um, and it's a tough one to call, but I'm I'm actually kind of leaning towards an upset. You know, if the offensive line can hold up for the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa can air it out to his guys like Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki. Uh, if they can get the ground game going with uh, uh, what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> the the running back, uh, Miles Gaskin. There we go. Um, the Dolphins can actually win this one and you know m make their case for um, one last uh, one last playoff push. And I know as unrealistic as that sounds, you know, never say never in the NFL. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New England Patriots. Do I need to say anything else about this one? Um, I mean, the Pats, sure, they've been running into a wall um, since coming off their week 14 bye. But uh, this is a get-right game, I guess, since a against a terror, uh, sorry, an all-elite Jaguars team that just lost James Robinson to an Achilles injury. Yeah, nothing more to say about New England winning against Jacksonville. Of the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, this is an important game for uh, both teams um, because you know it's pretty much it's it's playoff or bust for the Raiders and the Colts are just trying to solidify their spot into the postseason. So the Raiders, you know, they had a decent win against the Denver Broncos. Granted, the Denver Broncos suck ass, and the, the Raiders' run defense was actually made to look like gods against Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, but. Yeah, don't expect the same thing against Johnny Taylor, whether or not Carson Wentz is going to be out um, of this game. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the only issue for the Colts is um, Carson Wentz. Could, will he play this game? I mean, yeah, the protocols have been adjusted so that Wentz could possibly come back in time for this game. But, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen for um, with Wentz in this one. So whether or not Wentz plays, I think the Colts will still win this one. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Cincinnati Bengals and perhaps will probably be, you know, the game of the day. Um, and this is going to be a litmus test for the Bengals to see if they can prove their worth against the best of the best. 
and um, you know that comes in the form of a red hot Chiefs team um, that's been playing well on both sides of the ball. And sure, you know the Chiefs' offense has has been relying on more than just Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Um, they've been spreading the ball around, and um, you know this Chiefs team. They they they'll, they could probably get Travis Kelsey back, and even if they don't get him back, they can practically almost dis- um, run away with this game um, against the Bengals. Um, I think you know experience will outweigh recency um, against um, the against the Bengals, and the, these Chiefs will outlast them in a dogfight. It's going to be a shootout in this one. So the Chiefs will beat the Bengals and, you know, prevent them from clinching the AFC North for at least one week. So the New York Giants take on the Chicago Bears. Yes, blue men, blue G-men will take on Bears football. Yes, the week 17 matchup that we've all been waiting for. So I guess the only advantage the Bears have to winning this meaningless game and I know the Schlag Daddy um, doesn't want them to win a meaningless game and, and I don't want them to either um, because the Bears you know they should be on track to firing Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace and their stupid um, presidents but I don't know can you be as bad as the New York Giants um, I don't think you couldn't be as bad as the Seahawks were last week Um you know you have Justin Fields, and even if you don't have him, you have you have sick fails. Um, and the Giants, what do they have? All they have is Saquon. That's it. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Give me the Bears. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons travel to take on the Buffalo Bills, and this is gonna be an important game for both teams. Yes, it's a pseudo important game. You know the Bills are gonna get, try to continue building on that momentum and control the AFC East, and the Falcons. You know. This is their week where they have to win this game. You know, they have to try to pull off an upset or they're out of playoff contention. So the Bills, in my mind, are going to continue to build that momentum and probably crush um, the Falcons unless, you know, they choke it up. And they'll probably put the Falcons out for good in their playoff hopes. In the afternoon slate of games, the Houston Texans. Yes, these, these Houston Texans. That coming off a upset over the LA Clippers travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers this game you know uh, if you asked a couple weeks ago people have been saying oh we can win this game guaranteed this is a preseason game for the 49ers but as it stands now this game is as unpredictable as it gets you know the Texans coming off um, one of the biggest upsets of the year, blowing out the Clippers, and the Niners not just coming off a dud in Tennessee, but you know they may not have Jimmy Garoppolo um, with a thumb sprain. And sure, Jimmy G um, said he'll play through it. His his thumb injury is not going to require surgery, but you know I'm not sure. Um, if that's a smart move, just ask Russell Wilson, ask Taysom Hill, um, how that's going. Um, and I'm not sure Kyle Shanahan wants to, do, to go through with that, especially with two games left in the regular season and whether or not he plays, I think he'll have negative results. So enter Trey time, Trey Lance time, baby. So I know this is, this game is one the Niners can't sleep on anymore, but you know, even with the playoffs at stake, you know, the focus should have always been on develop the development of Trey. 
So it should honestly be an interesting one, but I think somehow, some way, no matter what way you put it, the Texans will Texans. They'll find a way to fuck this up. And, you know, this game, if I think it'll show the, the flashes of Trey Lance's potential. If he, that's if he, he plays this game, that's if he starts this game. And the Niners will grind out this win somehow, some way. So the Denver Broncos travel to LA to take on the Clippers. Clippering it up. You know, the Chargers, you know, they should be getting mostly everyone, um, most of their starters um, back from the COVID list. And they host the terrible uh, and offensively challenged uh, Denver Broncos. And who's going to be starting Drew Locke again? Yeah, Drew Locke is the shit. And I don't mean that in a good way. And, you know, Denver should be taken care of by the Chargers as they bounce back from a two-game losing streak. The Carolina Panthers take on the New Orleans Saints in a game that I don't understand why it's in this late game window, but for whatever reason it is, the Panthers are turning back to Sam Darnold. Yes, no more camp time. No more super cam in in New Orleans, uh, not New Orleans, in Carolina. But, you know, this is at a time where their defense is landing on the COVID list while the Saints are getting everybody back from that same list in a time where they desperately need them. Like the Saints are getting closer to getting eliminated from playoff contention, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, this Panthers defense is probably going to get run over by the Saints, no matter what all you slice or dice it. The Saints are going to win this game. So then we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Seattle Seahawks in possibly B. Carroll and Russell Wilson's last games as on the Seahawks, possibly, as they'll probably put on one last show against a terrible, a terrible Lions team. The Arizona Cardinals take on the Dallas Cowboys in another big game of, of the week. The Cardinals, their cold streak is probably going to continue against the Big D. It's the Big D in Dallas as they'll probably ride over uh, this Cardinals team. They'll probably ride this big wave of momentum all over a struggling Arizona team. So give me the Cowboys in this one. Then in the Sunday night game, the Minnesota Vikings take on the Green Bay Packers, which probably has, again, blow out, oh, rain all over it because uh, no matter how desperate, no matter how um, aggressive the Vikings want to be, and, you know, aggressive is probably conservative, equals conservative in Kirk Cousins' mind, you know, the Vikings will try to make him do that for once in his life. However, I don't think it'll be enough to tower uh, the might of Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and pretty much the entire Packers offense. As, you know, the Packers will put the last nail in Minnesota's coffin and their playoff hopes. So the Packers are going to eliminate the Minnesota Vikings for playoff contention for good. Then in the Monday Night Football game, the Cleveland Browns take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, the last uh, Monday Night Football game of the season. And it's going to be an AFC North rivalry. Yes, this is one that consists of the leader of men, the washed-ass leader of men, Big Ben. It could be his last home game as a Pittsburgh Steeler and possibly his last game, uh, his last home game ever before he rides off into the sunset after week 18. But first things first, you know, um, you know, as for as much as uh, Big Ben and the Steelers want to put on one last show, uh, possibly uh, before Big Ben could possibly retire after the season, 
um you know i think uh the skid marks will find a way to win this one and you know first many interceptions that baker mayfield has thrown this season and especially last week he'll find a way to win this one he'll find a way to win this one somehow some way in very ugly football so those are my picks for week 17 the final week of the regular season part uno part uno the prelude the preview i guess you could call it the pre-show to week 18 the final week of the regular season so yeah those are my picks uh for week 17 you can go against them you can support them but let me know um who you're going with um in week 17 however you can but that is it for this uh episode of very cold lasagna i am your host dim lasagna thank you for tuning in to this fine fine episode recapping week fifth week 16 i keep saying week 15 i that's, that's how i want 2022 to come so badly but anyway thank you for tuning in to this fine fine episode recapping week 16 of the nfl season and previewing week 17 we're getting closer to the playoffs boys we're almost there and then postseason and then sadly the end of the season <laughs> oh man it's coming all so quick but anyway that's it for today's show uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to listen to the show however you can and wherever you can, whether it's on YouTube or any of the po- podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. Very cold, very casual, and yet spicy, like a very cold and Garfield-esque lasagna well happy new year everyone (sighs) saying so long to 2021 i'll see you on the other side in 2022 but until next time peace out